What's up and welcome back to the Locked on Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison, except when we do Super Bowl previews and he leaves me hanging. You can find everything we're doing over at thepewterplank.com. Find us on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at thepewterplank, at jyarko underscore bucks, and at dh82 underscore bucks. David, how you doing, buddy? I'm not feeling like I was on Friday or Thursday night, actually. That's right. I had to give you. I had to give you a hard time. And I predicted the Eagles winning the Super Bowl twice. You did. Kudos to you. Kudos to you. But I was right about the Super Bowl halftime show. I told both you and Trevor minimum, minimum six songs, and he hit double digits. He did. And that does not include the song that he just danced to. We should have put a timestamp on it. Like you don't get credit for a song unless you sing at least like 15% of said song. No, he doesn't have time for that. Nobody <laughs> does. His his halftime show is 13 minutes long. I didn't think it was going to happen because I expected a guest. I expected a guest artist to come on, so that's why I didn't think he was going to hit it. Well, I, I well, and I listed the odds on the preview episode, and his one cameo was Jimmy Fallon, which I think had like the fourth or fifth highest odds of appearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I kind of expected... I expected Jay-Z to pop out there to do suit and tie. Like that was as far as I thought as it was going to get. Um, but I yeah. would have been dancing in my living room if that happened. I was dancing in my living room anyway, but I was, I don't know. At that point I was three or four dilly dillies in no free ads. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I was, I was having a grand old time at the end of the day. I didn't really care who won. If I had to choose between the two, I was kind of pulling more f- towards the, you know, for the Patriots, but I was rooting for the halftime show and I enjoyed it immensely. I was rooting for the Han Solo trailer or the teaser. You phenomenal. The Avengers teaser phenomenal. Um, and the delicious food that I made. And so I, I won. I'll, I'll take it. And I won because I predicted the coin toss and I also predicted the Eagles to win. Yeah. And yeah. I was very close. I did predict a Nick Foles non-passing touchdown. I just you predicted I the game-winning touchdown got, to be a quarterback running touchdown. Neither me, quarterback ran for a I touchdown. Too specific on my Nick Foles fantastic touchdown. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have gone full huh, prediction. <laughs> if I was a teacher grading your test, I would give you like that's that one that. You wrote the essay that was worth, you know, five points. And so you were on the right track, but you were still wrong. So that's when the teacher gives you like one out of the five. Because okay. it's like you, you were close, but you done messed up pretty much the whole thing. But you know what? In this class, everybody else got a zero because nobody else thought Nick Foles would <laughs> score a touchdown without throwing the ball. So I'll take that one because I'm so well, smart kid in the class. That we know of. There's bound to be somebody else there out there. Nobody. There was nobody. Uh, I don't know. The only you person know, that would have predicted that would be like Nick Foles' wife. If that. Yeah. And shout out Carson Wentz getting engaged. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. I did not. Yeah, he, uh, awesome. he, he posted pictures. He proposed to his girlfriend on top of a castle, and he said, I got my ring. Now she has hers. And let me tell you, his, his now fiance, she's adorable. Like, you know how you see some of these football players 
girlfriends and fiancés and wives and you're like, oh, my God, she's she's drop dead gorgeous. And, you know, oh, I'll bet she's only with him for the money, um, you know, things like that. And I saw the picture of the two of them and she's just like that, that girl next door, just completely adorable. And I think he's about six feet taller than her, which was hilarious to see some of those pictures. But yeah, shout out Carson Wentz. Congratulations to him. That's that's awesome. Uh, always enjoy seeing stuff like that. But the real, you know, the the real winners, of course, are the, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles. The losers would be the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Because holy crap. All of the craziness that went down. Of course, we're recording Tuesday night comes out on Wednesday, but all the craziness that went down today. As I've said a couple of times on this podcast, my boss is a huge Indianapolis Colts fan. And so he and I were chatting this morning about it. You know, we were chatting about the reports that were coming out. What was that? Right before the Super Bowl? Yeah. And I texted him. I got the, I, I still have Schefter and Rappaport as, you know, when they tweet, I get notifications on my phone. I saw the tweet from Schefter. Josh McDaniels has officially accepted the, you know, the Indianapolis Colts head coaching job. I sent that to my boss and he sent all kinds of excited emojis and I get home and I get a notification, you know, now Twitter does that, you know, this person, this person, this person, and this person all liked this tweet and, you know, all that. It's kind of like the up to date, what other people are doing on Twitter. And I, I get a notification that he liked this tweet of the Colts and, you know, it was a, a gif of Josh McDaniels and they're they're tweeting out the press conferences on Wednesday and it's visor season and all this. And then, boom, Josh McDaniels backs out. He's going to stay with New England as the offensive coordinator. Bill Belichick's not going anywhere. Robert Kraft sweetened the pot. Robert Kraft sticks it to the Colts because he's still upset about deflate gate, which I believe 100%. I can't remember who tweeted that out. It might've been Schefter. Um, it, it was, in fact, it was, it was a, a, another league GM said that Robert Kraft is, is continuing to stick it to the Colts any way he can because of deflate gate. So you have all this, all this craziness going on with Josh McDaniels and <clears throat> excuse me. I know you disagree with me, but and, and it seems like uh, social media is pretty much split 50-50 on this. To me, with this situation, how it was handled, and not just today. I mean, over the course of the last two, three weeks now, mm-hmm. this situation has now blacklisted Josh McDaniels on the list of hireable people for 31 NFL teams. He botched this so bad that there, as it stands right now, is not another team in the NFL that can look at him as a viable option for any opening they have because you absolutely 100% cannot trust him. He told the Colts he was coming there. He built a staff. There were four coaches hired, including their defensive coordinator, that left or turned down other jobs to join him in Indianapolis. They have already signed their contracts. They have been in the building working, according to Stephen Holder, a name that a lot of Buccaneers fans are are going to recognize. 
with the understanding and the promise that they are going to be a part of Josh McDaniel's staff. He gave the Colts his word. He said, I'm your guy. Let's do this. I'm in. Was making phone calls a few hours ago. He was making calls earlier this afternoon, offering guys jobs with the Indianapolis Colts, sending in the slips that have to go to whoever to get these positional coaches' jobs filled. And then he backs out. You absolutely, positively, 100% cannot trust Josh McDaniels at this point anymore. And even if there is that wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you're going to be the coach of the New England Patriots once Bill Belichick moves on, what's he going to get there? He's going to get a New England team that does not have that great of a roster as soon as Tom Brady leaves. How is that any better of a situation for him than it would have been in Indianapolis with Andrew Luck and worst case scenario, oh, Jacoby Brissett, who you've already worked with and understands your offense. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels has completely screwed over his own future. There is one team left in the NFL that he can possibly work for. And if that doesn't work out, what's he going to do? Once he becomes head coach, how many people are, are going to be willing to work for him? They'll be like, well, you started to build a staff in Indianapolis and you screwed them all. Mm-hmm. These guys accepted jobs, rented places to live. They were working, getting your team ready while you were competing in the Super Bowl, and you left them high and dry. You cannot do that. It is, as I said on Twitter earlier, it is inexplicably unprofessional for somebody to do that. And to me, and and you and I had the conversations, I was all in. If Dirt Cutter was out the door in Tampa, I was all in. Give me Josh McDaniels. Right. <clears throat> Do you remember what I said? You said that you would love him as an offensive coordinator, not a head coach. Yep. Because he can't handle it. He can't. He can't handle the position. Uh, he's he's just not cut. He's not made out for it at the at the end of the day. And this is a conversation we had a lot of times about you know Dirk Cutter during the season, where you know simply being a really smart football person is only a part of the job of of being a head coach and in in some instances it's really not designed to be the most important part like the, the your football acumen is is not even necessarily supposed to be you know well uh, trying to figure out the best way to say this <clears throat> you can be a better leader than you are a football mind and be a better head coach than the other way around and josh mcdaniels i mean it, he already had one go at this, right? He went to Denver and he, he made an absolute mess of that situation before he, he went running back to new England. This is par for the course, really at the end of the day. Um, I don't think Josh McDaniels is a bad guy, but he makes very bad decisions when all the chips are put in his hands. And this is just one more, one more example of that. Um, <clears throat> so I will say this, as far as like the blacklisting is concerned, Josh McDaniels isn't going to be blacklisted in the NFL. Josh McDaniels will never have another head coaching job after the Patriots job. Um, But not only, okay, I'm not going to say like definitively not because of this, but not only because of this, but this is going to be right. So I think we're all in agreement that this pretty much 
so we were we rambled on before we started recording. If not, I would have said this before this went live. However, on the score.com right now, Jack Brown just published a post that says McDaniel's spurning Colts locks him in as Belichick's successor. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the only reason Josh McDaniels does this. Cause even if if you're Josh McDaniels, and even if you go to Indianapolis and you know, uh, and, and you find out that you know maybe Andrew Luck isn't where they told you he was, and so on and so forth. It's a head coaching gig, and it's your second chance to get it. Not everybody gets a second chance at that type of job, so you're going to take it, you know, no matter what. The only way you back out of this deal like he did is if Bob Kraft essentially told you, and you believe him, that you are the next head coach of the New England Patriots. So <clears throat> for that reason, McDaniel's isn't getting another head coaching job because he's either going to retire as one of the greatest Patriots head coaches of all time because he was a huge success, or he's going to get fired for being a failure. And you're not going to fail twice at being an NFL head coach and get a third 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 chance. That's just no. not how it works. So no matter what, right, no matter whether it was in Indianapolis, if it was in New England, if it was in Cleveland, if it was in Tampa, if it was in wherever – this job, this head, his next head coaching job is his last head coaching job minus college if he ever does that. But I don't think Josh has any college background. Like, There's really no reason to think he'd be successful in the college environment. Um, so no matter what, after this Patriots head coaching job, he's a coordinator or a positions coach, depending on how bad he does as the head coach. Like if he does so badly that he can only get hired on as a position coach and work his way back up to coordinator, but he's never going to be a head coach again for that reason. And for that reason, that's why this doesn't matter at the end of the day, because none of those coordinators in Indianapolis, like the worst case scenario for Josh McDaniels is that the only job opening is with Jim Ursay, or that the only coordinator position is with one of those assistants right now that becomes a head coach in the future. That's the only way this I, comes back and bites Josh McDaniels in the butt. Because I think it, it of, runs far deeper than that. I, I really don't think so. Because when the way that the league works, I mean, it's 2018, right? By the time we hit the 2020 draft, like this is a non-story. This isn't even going to be. This is going to come up again in like a 30 for 30. You know, like Ursay and Craft 30 for 30. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that's when it's going to come up again. It's not going to come up again. By by once it, once we get to maybe three years away at the most, and you figure if Bill Belichick retires this year, which is a whole other conversation, then this will be his first season. I don't think that's happening. I think that Belichick's got one, maybe two runs left in him. I think it's only one. I think this year is his last year. And essentially what they're going to do is they're going to spend this next year positioning Josh McDaniels to become the head coach in 2019 of the New England Patriots which means he's then going to get two or three years out of Bob Kraft to make his mark on the franchise. So you're talking 2021, you know what I mean? Or 2022 even where Josh McDaniels gets fired from being a head coach in New England Patriots, like by that time. And then again, like he's going to go be an offensive coordinator somewhere or a quarterback coach somewhere for a guy who like right now, like the head coach he's going to work for in the future right now is probably a coordinator somewhere and is so concerned about getting his own roster together that he's not even paying attention to this news right now. Like, I don't know. I, like in the moment it does suck. And I do feel bad for those assistants because they thought they were in one situation, but now they're in a whole other one. But at the same time, like they're not getting like in the world of getting screwed over. Tell me that, Hey, I'm going to screw you over 
you're going to have employment with the National Football League as as in the National Football League as a, as a coach for an NFL franchise, please come screw me over. Like right now, please do that to me. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, man, these guys, like, yeah, maybe you you unfriend Josh on Facebook, but you're not like you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to go back and you're going to go to work because there's been no there's no there's been no philosophy put in place yet. Like Josh McDaniels hadn't come into Indianapolis and told those position coaches, okay, here's how we're moving forward. Now they probably know each other, right? Because that's how this business works. So these guys know what Josh is like, what he's probably looking for. Got it. But at the at the end of the day, right now, those coaches were most likely basically just doing cursory evaluations on their current roster so that when the guy came in, they could say, okay, coach, here's what we think we have. Here's where we think we need to get better. Da, 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 da. You're still doing that work. Like no matter who's going to come in, you're still doing that work. No matter who picks up the coaching job, the first year in a franchise for head coach is always a tricky situation, which is why when guys like like McVay and McDermott come in and have playoff success, it's such a shocker because that's so rare to do, you know, to just come in, grab the wheel and, and drive to success. So at the end of the day, like, yeah, there's probably gonna be some hurt feelings. There's gonna be some WTF text messages, but I mean, if you're if you're a, if you're one of those position coaches or assistant coaches with the Indianapolis Colts, you're doing today what you were doing yesterday, which is evaluating your talent for the system you're going to run because you have a system that you have in mind. And until that head coach comes in, whoever is going to be and says, no, we're not running that system, we're running this system, you really have no reason to change up what you're doing. I don't know if any of that makes sense. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's definitely a snake move in, in the moment. I don't think it's really – I think the Colts being involved is just a cherry on top, to be honest with you. I think this was all a move – about Bob Kraft keeping the coach he want. I think he kind of learned from his Belichick experience when when Bill uh when he left there the first time that he kind of learned like if you like a guy, keep him, don't hesitate and, and end up losing him. So I think that's really where this boils down to or where this comes from. But I don't know, man. I think three or four years from now, it's it's not even an issue. I I get what you're saying from that. I still disagree vehemently. Yeah. And here's why. At, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Kind of like you said, they're they're the offensive coordinator that you know, or defense coordinator that that would be pursued by Josh McDaniels. You know, he he may not even be paying attention to this. He's worrying about his own job. He's worrying about doing his own things. New England doesn't necessarily have to be the end of the line as far as head coaching opportunities for Josh McDaniels from this aspect, it, it, it goes, it goes farther than failing twice and you're done. There are other reasons besides failure that guys leave head coaching positions. Oh, there could, there could be problems. You know, Bob Kraft passes away and now Josh McDaniels and the new owner, butt heads, they don't get along, but McDaniels has been successful. You know, successful coaches move on. So now Josh McDaniels, despite being successful, would want to move on somewhere else. But then people look at it as, well, every time you've gotten out of the city of Boston, you've screwed people. You bailed on the Giants. You screwed up the Broncos. You bailed on the Colts. The Titans thought that they had you. They fired their head coach who took them to the postseason, and they ended up with Mike Vrabel. Uh, they that, wanted was, to that was something anyway. that, that they were looking for um, excuse. They could have been, they very well could have been, but that was something that Ross Tucker pointed out on Twitter. He said, look, the Titans don't fire malarkey 
if they don't believe that they're getting Josh McDaniels. So you have yet yeah, another I mean, team. Did Josh McDaniels really tell the Titans like, "Yeah, I'm coming to you," or did he just say, "Yeah, we can talk"? You know, you know what I mean? Like, well, and, and that's, like, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know, we don't know the full situation there, but it's another piece to the puzzle. What's ironic is I'm defending him, and you're like crucifying. Right, right. Because I was all in. <laughs> I was all in. But see, At I'm defending end. him because I saw this coming. Like that's right. the thing. Like I'm, I'm defending. I'm so I'm not defending him. I'm just saying you're of defending the situation. Happened. Of course, you, it's can, you can. Like, why wouldn't it have happened? Yeah, you can. You can take names out of it completely. You're. We're talking situations. Yeah. But you know something. But, but, but so let's let's go down that road. So you so you went down that road, right? So I agree with you. Look, like, let's say four years from now, knock on wood, hope it doesn't happen, right? But let's say four years from now, Bob Kraft dies. Josh McDaniels is a successful head coach. Well, here's here's the thing, though, like. The reason Josh McDaniels has not been a successful head coach, well, with his only one trip in Denver, right, is again, it's not because of his abilities as a football mind, it's his abilities as a head coach. And it's, you know, it's, with, with with trying to trade for Matt Castle and, and basically alienating your entire quarterback room in the process um, in, in Denver and then this whole fiasco. But so if he's successful as a head coach under Bob Kraft until the day Bob Kraft passes away, then what's going to happen is because we have to remember too, like all these owners are billionaires, right? So they've been right for most of their life. Like right. some billionaire is going to meet this dude and be like, Hey Josh, I know you had all these troubles in the past, but man, these last four years have been great. That Super Bowl title you got with the Patriots in year three was an amazing season. Sorry that Bob Kraft died. Sorry. You, you're, you're not getting along with Puff Daddy as the new owner of the Patriots. <laughs> Let's have a conversation over dinner. And what Josh McDaniels is going to do is going to turn on the smile. He's going to turn on the dimples if he's got them. And he's going to blow them away with his football mind and say, here's my magical offensive prowess. And that owner is going to say, man, this kid has really grown up and learned from his mistakes. And I'm a billionaire. I'm right. I know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to hire him. Because, again, if he's successful up until the day Bob Kraft passes away, which, again, knock on wood, hopefully isn't a long time, isn't for a long time. Um that means he's essentially learned his lesson. I mean, was he, has he not? Because if he's going to be successful in New England, in New England of all places, like you, like New England's almost like the new New York. You can't be a, 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 a windbag in New England and not have the, the microscope of the NFL world burn you to death. You know what I mean? So if he is successful for four or five, six years, however long this scenario plays out, that means that these gaffes, that these you know open trade conversation rumors, these backing out of deals, these screwing people over, these these uh lane kiffin type uh actions stopped essentially i mean that's that the only way i see that we're going out to where he's a successful coach right is that those things stop happening and again uh if that were to if that were to be the case right kind of like a bill parcells situation right where you're successful but you're stepping away for other reasons maybe two years goes by you do some booth time and then you come back someone i'm telling you some billionaire out there is going to say he learned his lesson I'm getting the new McDaniels, not the old McDaniels, not the Denver running around the stadium, high-fiving them while I'm trying to trade your franchise quarterback, McDaniels. I'm getting the new, led the New England Patriots five years until Bob Kraft passed away, Josh McDaniels. See, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I feel at this point, the biggest hurdle that he will have to face is ownership. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's it's yeah, not about definitely. it's not about the GMs that are in place mm -hmm. on these thirty-one other teams right now. Mm -hmm. Those guys may be gone. Oh, I thought it's you meant not Bob about Kraft. the court. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I mean, in, in general, it, it's not about the GMs. It's not about the team presidents. It's not about any of that. Because those guys can change after next season. They can change halfway through the season. They can change five years into Josh McDaniels' tenure as a head coach in New England. Those mm-hmm. owners, every one of those owners that just saw what Josh McDaniels did to their buddy Jim Ursay, because mm-hmm. from what I understand, Jim Ursay is pretty well liked among the circle of owners. He seemed, yeah. you know, he's he's a nice guy. He's a, a charitable guy. He's paying for the uh, and the name just just slipped my mind. The Indianapolis Colts linebacker that that was killed in the car accident Mm -hmm. uh is it jenkins jennings i don't know i'll look it up but you're gonna have to edit this part out um jim ursay is paying for his funeral you know he's he has his he had his substance issues he's a little bit kooky but he's well liked and well respected among those owners so those every one of those other owners are going to take a look at what Josh McDaniels did, and they're going to say, are we going to put our trust, our faith, our money into a guy that does something like that? Right. But at the same time... You are are right in the fact that, yeah, some owner may feel that they're getting the different McDaniels. hmm. Maybe they're getting the guy that continued to mature, the guy that I was arguing with you about that he had become. Mm-hmm. So now I got egg on my face too. Yeah, that okay. he learned from his failure in Denver. He went back and he continued to mature as an offensive coordinator in New England. Now he's he's ready to take that head coaching step that he wasn't ready for in Denver. Yeah. Turns out he's still unprofessional. He's still childish. He's still immature. And the only place where he will get a job, no matter how successful he may end up being if the butts heads with a new owner i still think he's toast because he is he's gone on to prove that the only place where he can actually do anything worthwhile is in the city of boston once he gets outside of his comfort bubble there in massachusetts he clamps up and he doesn't know what to do so, I agree. I, I do believe that Jim Irsay is liked very well amongst the owner circle. But there's some out there who likes Bob Kraft, too. So, what about oh, spinning sure, the other way? Sure. What about spinning the other way? What about Bob Kraft's friend who says, man, look at how loyal this kid is, that he was willing to give up a head coaching job in Indianapolis with Andrew Luck potentially as his quarterback to be loyal to Bob Kraft and the Patriots organization. That's the kind of loyalty I want in my organization. But at the same time, the only loyalty he has shown is to Bob Kraft. Yeah, but in this scenario, Bob Kraft has passed away. Right. I under, I understand that. Aha. We're going but, deep. We're going deep but, down the rabbit hole. If the only people that Josh McDaniels has, has shown loyalty to are mm-hmm. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, and they're both gone. He's lost. He he's a six year old who has lost his security blanket. <laughs> you know what? So he I doesn't think, have anything to hold on to anymore. Yeah. In five years, if Josh McDaniels is a free agent coach, or him and Bob Kraft have fallen off, or Bob Kraft is gone, or whatever circumstances are, and if Josh McDaniels is able to recuperate, is able to learn from his mistakes, become the New England head coach, and five years later 
is a Super Bowl champion once or twice over and a serious contender three out of those five years, and he walks away from that job, he's getting hired. He's going to get a head coaching job. And if you're an assistant coach, if you're a quarterback coach, and his his team is the only one offering you an opportunity to become an offensive coordinator, you're taking that job. Um, you're taking that job because you know he's going to end up blowing himself up, and you'll have a chance to sneak in there and take the head coaching job fair, because fair he won't be in his his yeah. comfortable little playpen in Boston. <laughs> fair enough, but either way, you're taking that job. You know what I mean? Like he's going to get hired. Now, maybe you're not the guy who was in Indianapolis. Like I got that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I think you know winning cures all. We just have this conversation in a different context, but winning cures all. You can do a lot of things in this world and get away with it if you're winning. Uh, but that's, that's the first fair. thing. That's, that's the first thing that Josh McDaniels has got to prove is that he's going to win, win and that he's a winner because he hasn't proven that yet outside of being an offensive coordinator. Um, which don't you know? I'm not 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 downplaying that the difficulty in being an NFL you know offensive coordinator, but uh, you know he has yet to prove that he could actually be a successful head coach, and I don't think uh, that's a whole different conversation. This isn't the Patriots podcast, but. I just thought of something. So let's play a different what if game, right? Oh, Jesus. We really have gone down a rabbit hole, haven't we? Well, see, this is actually somewhat <laughs> feasible. So, so go with this. Go with me on this, right? Because this okay. is actually somewhat feasible. This is, this is a possibility based off of nothing but conjecture. Zero sources, fake or real, zero you know, backing. But just, just go with me on this. What if you're Josh McDaniels and you've been talking to the Colts and you've been telling them, hey, look, like I'm down with coming to be your head coach, but Obviously, I got a Super Bowl to get ready for. That's what I need to do. So let's get serious about this the day after the Super Bowl, right? So day after the Super Bowl comes, and Jim Irsay is like, hey, bro, sorry you lost. We'll win one here. Don't worry about it. When can we do this thing? And you're like, you know what? Look, I got a couple other guys I want to secure. I want to make sure my staff is straight before I really dive into this thing. Give me a day or two. Give me 48 hours. Let me put this thing together. He's like, all right, cool. Calls you back Tuesday morning. Hey, bro, it's been 18 hours. Where are you at? Hey, look, I got some more phone calls to make. Let's not go public with this thing yet. I know there's reports, there's rumors, all that got it. Let's not confirm anything yet until I get my guys locked in that I want to get locked in because I'm truly trying to do this right this time because I learned from Denver, right? And then Jim Irsay says, okay, look, I'm impatient as, as all hell, and I want you know this to go down. I want this to happen. And you're Josh McDaniels. You're like, look, I got it, but I want to get my guys in line. Give me some time. And then you're Josh McDaniels, and while you're on the phone with your guys trying to get them all lined up, you see an alert come over your phone from NFL News, and it says, Indianapolis Colts confirm Josh McDaniels' next head coach. So what does that tell you about the organization you're about to become the head coach of? I don't know. I don't I don't. Right? Is it, so now, is it possible? Is it possible that that happened? Sure. If that indeed was the situation, I think we would probably know it already. No, somebody See, would have somebody would have leaked that out. Uh, I don't know about leaking it out. Yeah, possibly. With, but you know what? With as Josh much as Josh McDaniel's has... name is being dragged through the mud right now, right. one of his reps would have said, "Look, this is how this went down. Don't you be dragging, you know." my guy through the mud and through the dirt and running over him with cars and then putting them in reverse to run over him again. When Ursay's the one that screwed this up. But 
it's almost kind of like so we had this conversation before with a different situation as well but i kind of it just brought in the words of marcellus wiley right of about players settling with accusers for things they didn't actually do and how settling doesn't mean you're guilty if josh mcdaniels leaks or his people come out and say no no that's not how this went down really all it's going to do is muddy the waters even more like in that situation, if you're Josh McDaniels, you have a decision to make. You either go with it, right, which basically shows your owner that he can do whatever he wants and you're going to roll with it. That's not a position you you now given – well, he's taken all the power, right, and you've allowed it to happen. Um, or you fight back, which just makes you both dirty at the end of the day. And and at the end of the day, Jim Ursay, I mean, if, if Jim Ursay is going to is going to – uh, survive um, Andrew Luck's injury being more serious than the team led on. If he's going to survive a DUI, he's going to survive you pressure Josh McDaniels. You know what I mean? Like that's not in the grand scheme of owner accusations. That's really not that big of a deal. So what are you really going to like? What what is Josh McDaniels going to gain by saying, "Well, no, uh, they went they went ahead too early before I actually committed, so that's why I backed out because they're trying to force me into a situation I wasn't ready to be in yet." Because, like you're not, because at that point he's going to save face. He's no you, longer. He's really. no longer the bad guy. To you, to me, but not really. Like the masses, like the Twitter sphere is still going to roast him. Like there's still going to be people out there on Twitter, especially Colts fans. And they're going to be like, "Oh, he never really wanted to come here anyway. He was just toying with Jim Irsay. He was just toying with all of the. You know what I mean? Like you know this as well as I do. Like the grand in the grand scheme of things on social media and all that stuff. It's just. If on Tuesday this happens, then on Wednesday, you know, Josh McDaniels people will say that no, this is how it happened. And then on Thursday, Jim Irsay's people say, no, here's how it happened. And then on Friday, it's just, it's just, it's just gonna, it's just gonna drag it on even more. And at the end of the day, they're the people making the most noise are the people who are already hooked, hook, line, sinker, like, okay, you're the one who's wrong. Cause we've all been in, in negative situations, right? Rarely in a, in a bad situation is only one person responsible for how it went down, right? But in this situation, saying uh, Jim Irsay had a part in this too doesn't really do anything for Josh McDaniels because at the end of the day, you're still going to be in New England. You're still most likely the predecessor, the uh, the successor to Bill Belichick, and you're going to go on about your life. You're never going to work for the Colts again. Like Josh McDaniels will never become a Colt. I think we can say that pretty much all certainty, unless you know Jim Irsay sells the team or something. But I don't see Josh McDaniels ever, ever, ever even interviewing for a Colts position ever again. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So I don't Josh McDaniels fighting it and coming out and saying, no, that's not how it went down. I don't, I mean, with like you and me and like level-headed people who can, okay, I can see both sides or whatever. Yeah. Got it. But with the grand Twitter sphere, with the grand social media landscape, the damage is already done. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think if, if you're, if you're being falsely accused of something, you're going to come out and proclaim your innocence, no matter what the situation is. Not all it the could time. be something. It, it could be something as silly as you know, we interviewed, you know, Jason McManus from such and such university to be our special teams coordinator, and when he left the facility he swiped a hoodie from our uh our our merch room and the guy could be like uh yeah no i didn't 
you know, check, check the security footage. I didn't steal anything from you guys. It could be something as minor as that. But if you're innocent and your name is being dragged through the mud, you are at least going to issue a statement saying, just like the Colts did, the Colts came out and issued saying, you know, we, you know, we had an agreement in place with Josh McDaniels where he had told us that he was going to come and be our head coach. Unfortunately, things have changed and he has decided to stay in New England. We will continue our coaching search as necessary. I don't know if that's the exact statement I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist of it. And he still may, but see at the same time, right? We have to remember the Colts aren't the ones spitting this fire, but, right? but the Colts aren't the ones castrating or castrating, crucifying Josh McDaniels, right? So right now the Colts haven't said anything. Other than well, other than canceling their press comms, right? So, who is Josh McDaniels going to fight against? If he releases anything, who is he fighting against? He's fighting against the general media, social media, who, without even wanting to hear his side, already has been accusing him of stuff. But even even if the Colts did jump the gun, okay, mm-hmm. let's say you're this this what if hypothetical scenario with absolutely no basis whatsoever. We're just playing devil's advocate because we're having fun having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's say the Colts did jump the gun. Mm-hmm. And Ursay told his people, "You, yeah, we got Josh McDaniels. That gets out to Schefter. That gets out to Rappaport. That's all being reported. That was at eleven o'clock this morning. Yeah, eleven o'clock this morning. So if that mm-hmm. happens and the Colts jump the gun, how is it not immediately refuted? If that was indeed not the case, if he hadn't officially accepted the job." How did he or one of his reps or his agent not contact ESPN or NFL Network or the Indie Star or or call Stephen Holder? You get a hold of somebody, say, look, there is no agreement right now. There is that's a premature report. We're still working through it. You know, it looks like it may happen, but nothing is official. So I can not, tell you why I wouldn't do that. Happened seven and a half yeah. hours later. I can tell you why I wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't do that because I haven't decided if that move is going to piss me off enough to where I terminate this deal. Because if you're not going to terminate the deal, you coming out saying nothing is final yet, that report is inaccurate from the team that I'm going to work for. All you're doing is entering that relationship with a, with a conflict. But it was it was reported by Schefter and Rappaport before the Colts made an official announcement. When the Colts yeah. make an official announcement and they have a press conference scheduled and they are contacting their local media as well as the national media, there is an agreement there at some point. But none of that I'm stuff saying. happens if Josh McDaniels doesn't say I'm in. Not necessarily. Remember, we're talking about 100%. billionaires who are 100%. always right. We're talking about billionaires who are always right. Who did Bob Kraft hire to coach the New England Patriots after Bill Parcells left? After Bill Parcells, wasn't it Pete Carroll? Yep. Billionaires are always right. Train wreck. Who did he hire after Pete Carroll? Bill Belichick. The guy he knew, his, he even said his gut told him to go that coach, but I wasn't ready for it. So I didn't. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, billionaires are always right. Jim say again, not factual, but in this scenario, Jim Irsay is saying, you know what? This dude is going to be our coach. I'm going to push the button on this. I'm pushing the red button. I'm launching this bad boy. And again, and Josh McDaniels sat there again. If you refute the report and then you come in anyway, like you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Cause now what you've told your owner is, 
I have zero problem airing out that you jumped the gun. And that's not a good way to enter that relationship. So if you're Josh McDaniels, you didn't even necessarily have to come from McDaniels. He has reps. He has people. It could be something as simple as I understand that. But what is that again? What is a source close to the situation has informed me that this report is premature and it's all squashed. None of this happens. But just like you said, though, those sources are leaks from his own camp. Jim Irsay knows that just as much as we do. So, again, what good does that serve? If you're going to take the job, what good does it serve? to have your cousin, sister's brother tweet out or contact, you know, the indie star and say, Hey, by the way, I'm close to situation. That's not true. It doesn't serve anything. It doesn't, it doesn't benefit. It serves you the fact that seven hours later, when you back out, you do not become public enemy number one. And you are no longer, you know, the bad guy among NFL circles because you just screwed over an owner, a GM, Four coaches that left jobs to go work for you, 53 players that thought they were playing for you, and you are no longer the guy that accepted a job, got cold feet, and ran back to your daddy and Bob Kraft and said, (laughs) please take me back because I'm too scared to do this on my own. That's what I'm saying. He was a horse crap man. in, In this scenario, right? You're getting really mad over a fake scenario, by the way. I really in this, am. In this I'm scenario, <laughs> in this scenario, he didn't do anything. In this scenario, he now the coaches maybe like the coaches. Those are the only people that might have a case. But at the end of the day, again, I'm going to screw you over by getting you hired by an NFL franchise. Okay, screw but, me over every day. But, but the but, players, but, 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 listen, no free agents have signed with the Indianapolis Colts yet. No, so no. no players got screwed over in this deal. Um, but again. They if sure aren't you happy. Are, what's that? I said they sure aren't happy. Uh, I don't know. There, I mean, there might be some coaches there who are happy Josh McDaniels not coming. I don't. I don't know. But they didn't get screwed over. No, like they're not studying playbooks right now. No matter what, like, no matter coaches, who the coaches. Those coaches that signed contracts to go work under McDaniel's on that staff, if they hire in, and I mean the Colts are saying right now these guys are signed and they're staying. But now you have to go out and you have to find a new head coach. That head coach can walk in and say, no, if you want me to take this job, if you want me to build you a Super Bowl contending team, I can do it, but I need my people. McDaniel's people are out of here. Fire them. We're done. I'm bringing in my crew. Now those guys are screwed because there's no uh, jobs yeah. left. I mean, to to a certain extent, yes. Like I said, the coaches are the only ones I feel bad for in this situation. Um, I feel bad for the coaches and the Colts fans and the Colts players. Eh, I don't feel bad for the fans or the players. Um, it's I don't know. It's the, there are franchises who have done much worse to their teams. Uh, in fact, uh, Baltimore Colts fans would actually argue that they have more reason to be mad about the Colts than than the current Colts fans do. Well, um, yeah. But for those coaches, I mean, look, like coaches, you know. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Coaches don't get paid by the hour. These guys have contracts. So if this new coach comes in and fires that staff, it's going to be on the blessing of the ownerships and be on the blessing of the team. And those guys are getting paid. Yes, you're out of work right now, but you're going to have money. You're going to support your family. You're going to live. You're going to survive. And if you're worth it, you're going to get a job somewhere else. Maybe not right away, but you're going to get a job somewhere else. Um, the players, again, I, I, I don't. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I don't have any. I don't feel bad for the players because none of these players came to Indianapolis to play for Josh McDaniels. Um, but again, in the in this scenario, it's it's a situation where Josh McDaniels 
whether he backs out an hour after that tweet goes out or at, that press release goes out from the Colts, or he backs out seven hours later because he was taking that time to decide how he wanted to do and address this, he's backing out of the deal. And it's going to look the same way it looks now, where why would the Colts announce that he was coming had he not committed to coming? So that's what everybody, because I agree. Like logic says, if you're Jim Ursay or if you're the Colts media staff or whoever, why would you send press send on that message unless you had confirmation it was actually happening? You know what I mean? That's the ultimate chicken, chicken or counting chickens before they hatch type of scenario. But I'm just offering a, a counter argument, right? Where this billionaire essentially said, I'm going to force you to do what I want you to do. And I was blown up in his face because until, until either side has said anything, because again, I've yet to see the Colts actually say anything other than press conferences canceled, right? Until either side says anything. They have an official it, statement out. What does it say? I, that's what I'm saying. I haven't seen it if it's out. Uh, yeah. Give me just a second. You can, you can keep making your point, though. That's pretty much it. Like that's I'm not saying Josh McDaniels is a good guy. Josh McDaniels didn't screw this up because when you were saying you wanted him in, the, in in Tampa, I told you I don't believe this guy knows how to be a head coach because I don't think he knows how to handle the pressure. Well, this would be exhibit A, you know what I mean, to prove me right. But what I'm saying is I'm just offering an alternate scenario because we don't actually know what's happened yet. All right, the official statement. After agreeing to contract terms to become the Indianapolis Colts' new head coach, New England Patriots assistant coach Josh McDaniels this evening informed us that he would not be joining our team. Although we are surprised and disappointed, we will resume our head coaching search immediately and find the right fit to lead our team and organization on and off the field. The scheduled press conference at Lucas Oil Stadium will not take place tomorrow. More information will be forthcoming. Okay, so that right there is very damning for Josh McDaniels. So now, Josh and Daniels, you have one of two situations, right? Because, again, this is another situation where, uh, I don't know, let's look at DeAndre Jordan, right? Uh, hopefully some Bucks fans are out there are basketball fans. DeAndre Jordan flies to Dallas to, or is in Dallas, I don't know, whatever he is. He's in Dallas to sign a contract with Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks. The night prior to, he tells Mark Cuban, yep, Mark Cuban, I'm coming to the Dallas Mavericks. We're going to make this thing happen. Blake Griffin and Chris Paul go to his house, lock him inside of his house until he agrees to come back to Los Angeles Clippers. DeAndre Jordan agreed to be a Maverick. DeAndre Jordan didn't sign crap. So what this oh, would I remember that. Now, now, yeah. now I'm not saying Josh McDaniels is innocent in this because if that's the case, Josh McDaniels right. said, yes, Jim Irsay, I will be the coach of the Indianapolis Colts four years, $400 million, 10% of the franchise. Got it. Sign it. <laughs> you know, uh, Tomorrow we'll sign it in front of a press conference. Beautiful. I can't wait. I'm going to hire some more guys. This is amazing then yes, like I would like to believe that we live in a world where Jim Ursay can say, hey, cool, hit send on the press conference and be safe. So what lesson I would learn from this, if I'm the rest of the owners, right, not justifying Josh McDaniels at all in that situation, is don't press send until you got ink on paper. Um, I don't know. That's Or I don't know. Don't hire guys who got ran out of their city because they couldn't handle the pressures of being head coach in the first place. <laughs> what I said when you want to come to Tampa, like sometimes I've, I've, I'm not as old as some people, but I've lived a, a decent long enough life to know that sometimes people show you who they are the first time you just need to believe them. That's fair. That's, that's a, um, that's deep. You're getting philosophical on us, <laughs> but I still want to hear, you know, if again, if Josh says anything, I still want to hear it. Cause again, 
I don't think we will because he's not going to win anything, right? He's not, if he comes out and says, listen, I told them I was interested in becoming the Colts head coach. I also told them I had some other things to put in place and I wasn't ready to announce it. And then they announced it. And I said, you know what? If that's how you're going to, if that's how our relationship's going to be, or I tell you I need something as an ownership group and you flat out ignore me, I'm not coming in to do this job for you. Cause you know what? If that's the case, I don't blame him, to be honest with you. But if yeah. he puts that I mean, out, I, I wouldn't either. But if he puts that out, like you and I both know, Twitter sphere is not going to care. Patriots fans are going to be like, ha, we told you, Josh, he's a great guy. Get off our guy. Colts fans are going to be like, screw you. That's not how it went down. Jim Ursay is a saint, and that's not how it would how it would have gone down. I don't know and, if any Colts fans would call Jim Ursay a saint. Yeah, I mean, true. That's, he's he's that's an awesome guy. And then you and I are going to sit here and say like, oh, man, somebody's not telling the whole truth. You know what I mean? Like, so The truth is somewhere in the middle. Right. So if I'm Josh McDaniels, honestly, like at the end of the day, Jim Mercer is never going to hire me or offer me another job. So what do I gain by saying anything at this point? I don't gain anything because Patriots fans, guess what? They are, you've seen on Twitter as much as I have, they already love Josh McDaniels. Like there was a dude on Twitter saying, nice try ESPN trying to make Patriots look bad as always. Like ESPN didn't fabricate the story, bro. You know what I mean? Like, so Patriots fans are already coming to Josh's defense without him saying anything. So he doesn't need to say anything to gain the adoration, admiration of his, of his fans. Cause he's already got it. So again, I don't know what he would gain and to make this come back to a bucks podcast. Cause that's what we are. Right. James Winston crab legs. It's come out. Those there was, it was a misunderstanding what was the owner was giving him free crab legs. The manager on shift or whatever didn't know. So when it happened, he freaked out or she freaked out, whoever. And that's how it became a story. It was all figured out. How many people, Bucks fans included, still made crab leg jokes? Oh, constantly. So it doesn't matter. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like He can fight all he wants. But there is a, a large section of sports fans that aren't going to care at the end of the day. Because it's less about what actually happened and it's more about the sensationalism of it. But at the end of the day, it's not about appeasing to the Twitter sphere. It's about appeasing to your colleagues. And I think yeah. that's where, and he can that's do that without, where he's without going to public. But he can do that without going public. Like, if he's friends with these coaches, like, coaches hire people they know, right? So these other coaches, and I know, you know, the last report I saw is that the coaches who had been hired hadn't heard from Josh, you know, whatever, um, got it. But they, they'll hear from him tomorrow or they're whatever. Or maybe they have already heard from him, but they're just keeping it private. You know what I mean? Um, let's not pretend that everybody tells the media the truth. Um, sure. If if he calls those guys to say, hey, look, dude, look, guys, I'm sorry, but this is how this went down. I can't do that. I can't work for a guy like that. I'm sorry that you're, you're kind of stuck in that situation. Um, I hope you understand. Like, you know, it, it just kind of is what it is. There's a professional line. There's a personal line. And if you wanted to work for Josh in the first place, then you probably believe he's not a snake. And if those are the words he's giving you, you have a choice. You either believe him or you don't believe him. If you don't believe him, then you're going to welcome in uh, Jim Schwartz as a new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and you're going to work your tail off for him. Or if you do believe him, then you're going to run out your contract with Jim Irsay, or you're going to ask to be released from your contract, and you're going to move on with your life. Um, those are decisions they have to make. But at the end of the day, even if Josh McDaniels flat out, like like what you said, Josh McDaniels was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean I have to leave New England to do this job? I can't do that. Even Bill, if that was Bill's a situation. Not with me? Yeah, even if that was a situation – these guys, like these guys have been in this business enough to to get to the position they're at. I would imagine 
that they understand that holding grudges in that business is not going to gain you anything. So just move on. Just just move on with your day and, and get back to work. I do feel bad for them if that's how it went down. But I think them as individuals, that's the best way they could approach it. That's the way I would approach it. Well, I, I saw it on Twitter. I texted it to my boss. Um, rivalry back on. <laughs> I mean, it never ended. Eh, it kind of died off a little bit. When yeah. when Peyton went to Denver, it died off a little bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, David, anything else before we wrap this one up? Because we, uh, we ran long, and I think we mentioned the Buccaneers like twice. Go Bucks. <laughs> so david and i have some fun episodes on the slate for you uh coming up here over the course of the next couple of weeks we are going to get a little bit more into the buccaneers talk on friday's episode a uh, couple of ideas as far as free agency previews draft previews and then david and i were discussing a very interesting take on um the the flaws that are the hall of fame voting system and not just surrounding our our boy john lynch who got screwed um but just this system in general and that's a conversation that uh that dave and i are going to enjoy having and we think you'll enjoy uh you'll enjoy listening to so for this episode i think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up make sure that you're checking out everything that we're doing over at peterplank.com uh, we are uh, about three quarters of the way into our 40 teams and 40 days draft series. So make sure that you're checking that out and make sure that you're following along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at The Pewter Plank, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us here once again at Locked On Bucks. <laughs> <laughs>